It's going to take a while. I recognize it. It's, it's Wild Horses by the Stones. There you go. It takes a while for me. Rolling Stones with Wild Horses. Andy Byer joins us now on the eve of the Belmont Stakes, the last leg in the Triple Crown, where, where horses have to go, as Andy was fond of telling me, the full classic mile and a half distance. Are we seeing, Andy, a Belmont without drama because we have no Triple Crown possibility? I wouldn't go. I uh, wouldn't go that far. I mean, I, at least we've got a matchup of all of the principles from the first two legs of the Triple Crown. In right. some recent races, uh, I mean, like nobody has showed up and it's fallen flat. Yes. I mean, I think this is good. I mean, we've got the Kentucky Derby winner, Animal Kingdom, the Preakness winner, Shackleford, uh, the second place horse in the Kentucky Derby, Nero. So uh, for a non Triple Crown uh, possibility this year. This is about as good as you could hope for in, uh, uh, in 2011. I remember going to Belmont Stakes as a writer and as a fan where there would be as few as five or six horses out there. And this seems to have a much larger field, an unusually large field in the Belmont. What, what do you, how does that work? Why do some horses? There's, no re- there, there's nobody scaring away the challenger. I mean, right. Animal Kingdom and Shackleford are certainly not, I mean, this, you know, this is not affirmed in Alidar. Right. And, uh, and for a million dollars, you can, uh, you know, you, you can have, you know, quite a few traders willing to roll the dice. You know, plus the mile and a half is sort of a wild card factor. And you might have, you, you'll have traders of lesser horses maybe thinking, uh, well, you know, my horse has got a pedigree. Maybe he really wants to go with a mile and a half, and maybe the others don't. So it, it's not a, not a bad place to take a gamble. Let us review Andy Byers' picks so far, because they were very good picks, except not in the races that Andy picked them. Andy, for example, had Shackelford winning the Kentucky Derby, and Shackelford, until, what, about 300 yards to go, was winning the Kentucky Derby and faded a little bit, faded to Fourth, maybe third or fourth. Yeah. Uh, and and I mean, the, 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 when he when he came back to win the Preakness, uh, you know, my heart sank. Not <laughs> not that I, uh, you know, not not that I, I feel you know you're supposed to stay in love with a horse, but you know, I really stood to make a big score in the Derby. <laughs> That's uh, right. This was you know gonna you know this. this this was more than just a, a recreational wager, and so to have my judgment uh, somewhat verified that to wind up with nothing in both races was more than a little frustrating. I can understand that. The big news uh, so far is Barry Irving, who was himself a, a uh, turf writer for many years and is very good with the media in the sense that he is completely despises the media and told Bob Costas, all right, are we done now, so that he could walk away. He has said that he doesn't, he's, a, he's the owner of Animal Kingdom, he said he does not fear Shackleford at all, the only horse that he fears is Mucho Macho Man, who I think came in third or fourth in the Kentucky Derby, to which the trainer of Shackleford said, that's not the dumbest thing Barry Irving has ever said, but it is close. Uh, what should we make of that, Andy? Um, I, I heard you on PTI last night, and, and uh, you know you referred to this as trash talking. In another sport, it might be in horse racing. Horse racing is about opinions, and you'll hear me on you know when you're talking when when you're asking me you know about these races. 
I, you know, I'll periodically say, so-and-so has no chance. I don't <laughs> like him at all. I right. hated the favorite uh, dialed in in yes. the derby, as you know. Now, Nick Zito, who trains him, I'm very friendly with him. I said, Nick, you know, nothing personal. Uh, I, 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 just, I just think that uh, this is a, your, your horse is not a mile and a quarter horse, and he understood that. That was the sense, that that was the spirit in which, you know, Barry made that statement. I mean, he looks at, uh, at Shackelford's pedigree and, and says, uh, you know, no son of the, the stallion forestry is going to make it, make it a mile and a half. It, uh, and, you know, afterwards, somebody asked him about the controversy. He said, he said what controversy? You know, I, I was expressing an opinion. So that's, uh, uh, you know, and I guess Dale, Dale Romans uh, of Shackelford, you know, felt he had to respond, and, you know, and, and kind of stoked the, the fires a little bit. But this is this was there, there, this was not trash talking. It was not a feud. It was just you know a man with an opinion. Is it a legitimate? Is it a, is Barry Irving right in his opinion? Yeah, in Irwin. your opinion, Barry Irwin. I'm sorry. Is he right in his opinion? In your opinion, that mucho macho man is more to be feared in the Belmont than Shackle? I I don't think so because I I think mucho macho man. You look at his record. He kind of he is what he is. He sort of runs his his okay race every time and, 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 it, and it's not good enough. I, I uh, you know, I, I don't see him as having much upside, uh, but I, 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 uh, I, I so I, I can't share that. Mm-hmm. And I, I do, a, you know, I do kind of agree with him that uh, uh, even though Shackelford on paper looks like he has some tactical advantages as being the horse who could go to the lead and just control the early pace in the Belmont. Uh, you know, this, the history, the recent history of this race is it is really helpful to have the right genes uh, to get a mile and a half, and uh, you know, Shackelford probably doesn't. This is what I wanted to get to. We saw Shackelford fade in the stretch, very close to the end, maybe the last 16th, in the Kentucky Derby, win the shorter race, which is the Preakness, and as you said, breeding is, is more important in the mile and a half than either of the previous two races. So which horse is bred for it, and which is the horse that you're going to back? Well, I, I think Animal Kingdom is, uh, you know, is, is undoubtedly the horse, you know, with, with the right pedigree, kind of the, you know, the, the, the right style. I mean, he's obviously, you know, by the standards of 2011, He's, uh, you know, he, he's probably the best horse of this bunch to begin with. But, you know, one of the things that, that the, the dynamics that's played out in the Belmont in recent years is that, like, nobody is bred for a mile and a half. The race by American standards is an anachronism. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, you know, breeders, you know, breeders don't want mile and a half horses. Owners don't want them. So you don't, you know, you don't have horses. Uh, created to to, uh, to run the Belmont distance. Animal Kingdom's female, uh, the, the female half of his lineage, uh, is all comes from Germany, and that, where there's a big emphasis on on running distances. His uh, his grandfather, you know, like won six major mile and a half races. In, in, in Germany, you're, you're just not going to see that that kind of uh, pedigree uh, on uh, you know on, on typical horses in the United States. So from that standpoint, uh, I uh, I have to give the edge to Animal 
Are you going to bet it alone? Are you going to box yeah, it? Or you... I, I see no real value in this race, Tony. I mean, I, I took my shots of the first two legs of the Triple Crown. Right. In this race, I mean, uh, the, the, the obvious, uh, you know, what, what, what seems obvious, I think, is correct, that you've got three contenders, Animal Kingdom, Shackleford, and Nero, and they're going to be the three favorites. You've got two marginals. Uh, Mucho Macho Man and the European horse Master of Hounds, you know, who, you know, got beat by these horses before. Maybe they, you know, you know, they're they're not off the map. And then the other seven are a bunch of bums, you know, who can't win. So that you know that is, so so there there's really no edge to be had. I, I'll just you know I'd like to see Animal Kingdom win and. Uh, uh, you know, I'd like, as you know, I'm an admirer of Graham Motion. Yes, I, uh, yes. Uh, I, you know, I, you know, I'd like to see him win it. But I will also, you know, be if he does win the Belmont, you know, I'll be sort of happy that he didn't win the Preakness, just because he he's he doesn't deserve to have his 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 name up there on the uh, on the list with Secretary of the Seattle Slough. Thanks as always, Andy. Appreciate it. Good talk to you, Tony. Andy Byer, if you care at all about racing uh, and you care at all about learning how to, how to bet horses and, and how to make money at the track, Andy Byer's books, they're, they're the Bibles of horse racing. Byer on Speed is, has sold more books than any horse racing book of all time. I commend it to all of you. I mean, you, you're, you know, it's legal to bet on these things. I mean, it's not like you're going to chat with the animals, really. You may as well just bet on them. We will take a break. We will return with email on Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to the Tony, Tony Kornheiser Show. SPM 980. Here comes Tony's mailbag. It's your only stack of his annual notes. Here comes Mr. Tony's mailbag. All the weeks over all of your folks. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sponsor today. We are Demons. Tony brought you by Mervis Diamond Importance. Nobody pays me anymore. So why should you? Andy Hoffman in Ulaanbaatar, which I believe is in outer Mongolia. So it seems Gary's in Kazakhstan. What's he doing there, attending a Russian shuttle launch? I know you get all the invites, but it's time for Gary to get one, too. I cordially invite him to my university's graduation ceremony. Lots of subsequent revelry and general good time. If he comes to Mongolia, make sure to have him seek me out. I'm only a hop, skip, and 1,200 pothole kilometers from Kazakhstan. Please feel free to pass along my email to Gary, seriously. Really? Well, Gary is there, indeed. Dan Gudorf in Salina, Ohio. I've been a loyal listener of the show for the past six to seven years via podcast. My wife is currently pregnant with our second child, a girl, by the looks of the ultrasound. My wife has been after me for names. I've got nothing. I figured I'd turn to Mr. Tony for advice. Any names that you like or hate, I can't use Sophie because that's the name of my first daughter. Thanks, and please don't read my name on the air, or my wife will yell at me for asking an old, orange, bald man for names of our daughter. Eugette? Eugette is a great name. Yeah. Celine, Shania, you know, Brittany, Mitzi. stuff like that. Mitzi is a fabulous <laughs> name. Alan Busink in Leopold, Missouri. I'm a loyal podcaster, so I'm approximately 11 days behind. However, I heard your discussion of Harry Thomas Jr. and Kwame Brown. If either or both are forced out, might I suggest Terrell Pryor for one of the councilman positions, as he's had some college experience and has also successfully run a business while in school. I hear he's looking for something to do. Paul Gorman on the subject of jury duty. Were any cases interrupted because the brother of a witness paid an unexpected visit? I thank you, Cantangelo. 
Brad Elwanger, Des Moines, Iowa, just downloaded the most recent podcast. Can't believe Don Draper is really Dick Whitman. Please don't say my name on the air, as I don't want the government to draft me into the same platoon as Joni's husband. Mark in Crozette, Virginia. Recently, I've begun downloading a show podcast for something to listen to as I run in the mornings. At first, I was a little disappointed that I ended up listening to a show that was a day older or older, but now I like that better. There's something interesting about hearing you and Aldridge and everyone predict what is going to happen in the game and why, and then knowing as I listen to the podcast how incredibly wrong you are going to be. You guys actually get it right quite a bit. Great show. Thanks for the laughs. And Dr. Mike Gessner, I have a great idea that will save ESPN 980 a ton of money. Just have someone on air read the newspaper. It's what you do anyway, and it'll be cheaper. If you're out in the bikes today, everybody, as always, do wear white. Don't look at anybody else. Don't look at the fat-ass losers or freaks. You look at me! ESPN 980 WBC.